Women should feel empowered to pull each other up. We want to build a community to share other women's stories. Hi, Susie. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Terry. Pleased to be here. So glad to have you. And this is the Tea with Tea podcast, and it's all about women in empowerment and leadership roles. Um, and so happy to have you joining us. So thank you so much. Do you mind just giving us a bit of information about yourself and your role? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my name is Susie, and I am the Global Head of People and Culture at Foresight Group. And um, so we are essentially a sustainably led investment company. So we've got three different strategies in terms of how we invest. And my role is to oversee all those people who are working on the investments and supporting the work that's done on those investments. And um, I've been there for about six and a half years now. And uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying my role. And um, yeah, the focus is always around the people and the culture and what we need to do to get that right. So um, absolutely everything you just mentioned around, you know, women and empowerment, you know, that's a, a huge piece for us and, and a big area of focus for what we're doing. Yeah, and I think part of why obviously you and I have connected, I know that you've done a lot internally at Foresight with regard to female leadership and just generally around things like imposter syndrome, which I know you were talking about on a, a set of podcasts recently. Do you mind just sharing a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, like many companies in the financial sector, have a challenge around female representation in leadership. Um, it's really easy to explain the narrative as to why that's the case. So you just have to look at the tenure of the people who hold yeah. those senior roles um, and they have their place there. And that is right. You know, they are in the right roles. But what's really important is acknowledging that we have that lack of female representation and then mapping out what it is we're going to do around that. Um, so we signed up to the Women in Finance Charter in 2019. Um, so that's really helpful in terms of setting publicly our goals and where we're hoping to achieve. So every year we have to publish um, how we are doing in terms of working towards our goal. Yeah. Um, and year on year, we see incremental increase. Now, that increase is not just by potluck. Um, you yeah. have to have a strategy to it. And um, that's probably the things that are quite useful for people listening to, you know, obviously people want tangible takeaways when they're listening to something yeah. or attending a talk. Um, so it's really important to sort of map out your goal, what you're trying to achieve, and then align a strategy to actually getting that. And um, a lot of it sits around succession planning and talent mapping. So really looking at who have you already got in place and where do those people need to be brought through? So once you've got that identified, then you really need to consider, well, how are you actually going to do that? Um, so myself and our executive leadership coach have written a, a women in leadership program called Elevate. So that'll be rolled out across Foresight this year. And that'll focus on the senior manager level and above and really sort of helping work on their values and visions and um, driving um, them through into those next stages of their career. And um, we also have a mentoring program that we push quite heavily. Um, we have it mainly focused internally, but where we can't resource 
um, female representation roles, for example, we're more than happy to work with external networks to help partner people internally with external people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for myself, I have two external mentors um, and several members of my team do. And we see that across the business and we're able to help facilitate that where people are looking for representation that we just don't have at this point in time. But again, it's about facilitation and making yeah. sure that you can support people. And with regard to that, so I know mentorship and obviously allyship particularly and and having sponsors within an organisation for women is really important. How did you go about getting the external mentors? Is it someone in your network? I think people would be interested in that. Not everyone knows exactly where to go. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing quite a lot of talks recently, um, both with junior HR professionals and with um, we work with some schools in our local areas as well. And so I just did a careers carousel um, not last week, the week before, and this week talking to HR professionals who are sort of a few years into their career. Yeah. I'm really championing networking. It's yeah. really important. I mean, it must be a huge part of your role. You must yes. sort of spend a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, great. We get to meet so many people in so many different types of roles. That's the best part about it. I think if someone's a bit less open to going and and putting themselves out there I do think it's harder but I agree I think you kind of have to put yourself out there externally yeah absolutely and you know I talk very much to my team about you know when I get invitations through to things if I can't make it forward it on to them and then they'll be like oh that's not my grade and it's just Uh like just yeah go put yourself out there get talking to people um listening to lots of talks there's there's I mean we're in a we're in a an, an age in a in a space where information is everywhere yeah. it's so accessible and um, you know the shift to things being online is yeah you know, it's great in one way because it's accessible obviously we miss then the, the social interaction of it but if people inspire you from yeah. the talks that you listen to actively approach them People love having their ego stroked. So if you actually say to somebody, that was really super inspiring, you know, would you be my mentor for the next year? Yeah, in terms of time commitment, be reasonable, you know. You don't need to meet sort of like every week or every month even. It can be a quarterly catch up for an hour. Um, But it's about finding people who inspire you or talk about something that you would like to get better at talking about or somebody who you think is going to be able to support you or champion you in in a, in, in a different way I mean we've actually used the professional women's network um, okay. before now to get mentors I can be completely honest and say I'm, I'm not sure that that was the most successful okay pairing right but it was a really good introduction to starting doing it and then other mentors I've got, it's training that I've been on and people have been really inspiring and I've wanted to understand more about the area that they're um, the expert in. So I've asked yes. them to be my mentor and help upskill me in those areas. Um, you know, one in sustainability and one in um, DEI, and oh, And perfect. those are really meaningful and really impactful relationships. So yeah, they've been really, really helpful. So I think... You just have to get out there, network, meet people, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. You know, it doesn't last long. And the benefit, yeah. the benefits you reap, you know, 
if you're constantly going peer to peer rather than um you exactly. know up, up the way yeah. you, you're not really progressing yourself so yeah um, and as I say everybody's just a normal human being at the end of the day you know so <laughs> true I think there's I, nothing that special yeah. about anybody you know everybody <laughs> goes home takes the work clothes off put the yeah. jobs on you still know, a person still a yeah. person has some dinner you know. <laughs> they're totally normal yeah um, you know and and most people as I say are, are very flattered to be yeah. approached and what's the worst that can happen exactly they say no but at least you know that you've asked as well um yeah. just just on that then with elevate obviously you're talking about the different facets and, and what you're implementing at the moment and obviously the, the fact that you've seen success year on year in terms of female representation within finance which as everybody knows it's definitely lower I think yeah. for the majority of places um yeah. is there anything else that you feel is useful that, that's an additive to that in terms of of elevate i know that we've talked about coaching yeah. before and, and in particular we've had a really interesting conversation around planning and, and being able to have it all and i think that's something that we should talk about yeah absolutely and i think that's the point about elevate is it's to stop and take stock because i think that quite often we're just on a treadmill and we're just going 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 and you just don't realize that you've not necessarily stepped back to look at the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So we probably um, probably all have appraisals, for example. So it's like, okay, we all know what we're supposed to be doing for the next 12 months. We've got our KPIs, we've got our SMART objectives. Brilliant. That's great. But that's the next 12 months. Is, yeah. you know, it's, it's a really good thing to step back and have a really good look at who you are right now, what you really want to achieve as the overall picture, and yeah. then start making a plan for that, rather than just sort yeah. of this idea around the last 12 months. And you're absolutely right, Terry. We, we talked about, um, so I'd done a, another MSc in, and uh, this one was in coaching psychology. I was so privileged because it actually started in the year we went into lockdown. Yeah. And so I was so lucky to have something. Right. You know, yeah. 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 You know, I think in a, in, a, in a time and a space where a lot of elements of our lives were removed. So difficult. Yeah, of course. Um, I had this amazing learning platform, essentially. Yeah. But as part of um, the MSC, you had to be coached as well as coach yeah um and it was so interesting um I genuinely thought I was a brilliant listener you know I've been in the people space since I was um 21 yeah so nearly 20 years so I, I thought you know I've nailed it I'm I'm a great listener and um I've been on so many management training courses where I have done listening exercises yeah. I'm an active listener and I really thought I was really good at it <laughs> It turns out I wasn't. I was rubbish. <laughs> I was really, really naff at it. Um, I'd like to think I, I am much better now, but it's really hard to listen properly. It's actually exhausting. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you if you do coaching and you do a couple of sessions, I mean, it is drained. It is absolutely <laughs> drained, yeah, because 
you're not just listening, you're listening to the way people say things, the yeah. emphasis, the key themes, so the thematic analysis around the words yeah. that are getting used, um, the positioning of the words, the timing of the breath, you know, so looking at the visual cues alongside and making sure that they're salient and, you know, and, and yeah. working alongside or, or whether or not you think somebody, there's a bit of a disconnect. Something and so behind it, yeah. All that a bit more. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge wow. advocate of coaching, but a lot of it was around the beginning, you know, taking this step back and, and looking at yourself and understanding properly, you know, what are your core values, you know, yeah. what, what, what really resonates with you. And I think, and we've, we've talked about this before as well, you know, you get bombarded in life by all sorts of information and, and things and yeah, we talked about how on Instagram I followed a lot of yeah. boutiques that I loved. Um, I was just in a permanent state of want, you know. Yeah. And if somebody yeah. had asked me, you know, in any given week, you know, like, what is it you really want? I could probably have told them an item of clothing. <laughs> I was pretty sure I, want this I really and that. wanted, you know. <laughs> and actually, you know, that's 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 not really what I want, you know. I no. want I want healthy and happy children, you yeah. know. I want to have a body that is fit and healthy yeah. because I'd like to be a really active and involved grandparent, you know. I'd like to make sure that we have financial security so, you know, we can help the children with their house deposits when they're yeah. older. And I'd like to be able to, you know, at a point in time, support them with, with their families and therefore, yeah. you know, retire at whatever age is relevant mm -hmm. to, to do that so you know those are the things that I really want but it just got so muddied down yeah. by other things you know and yeah. so so yeah I think that taking a really good long hard look at yourself and understanding what what values you have what you yeah. really want and I know that so many people talk about vision boards in a in a fluffy way I mean you don't have to have an actual physical vision yeah. board which I think some people don't realize. I think some people do think to do one, like they think, oh, I'm going to put my goals down, but I have to get all the cutouts of what I'm envisaging. Like you, it, It's not that, is it? It doesn't, no, it doesn't have <laughs> to be that. It's, you know, it's really just, I mean, some people, it's really helpful for them to visualize it. Yeah. It's really helpful to sort of put that up somewhere so they can just check themselves yeah. again. But I mean, you don't have to actually actively create it. But the theory behind it still remains true, mm -hmm. which is it's really useful to envisage what the end game is. Yeah. So, for example, if you were going to make a full on three course Sunday lunch and you yeah. need prawn cocktail starter and a full roast dinner and a trifle for pudding. Yeah. Sounds nice. You know, it sounds <laughs> nice. I mean, you're not actually going to be able to do that unless you make a plan. Yeah. You have to have a plan. You have to have a shopping list. Yeah. You have to write the timings down. Yeah. Because if you so don't, you're like not going to yeah. get it, you know. So a vision board is just ultimately knowing what your menu is. Yeah. And then you're going to need to work Making back it. from that yeah. in terms of, well, how are you going to get there? So yeah. you know, timing, steps, ingredients, you know, all of that yeah. is, is relevant. 
But those are things that are really helpful. It's going to be very, very difficult to achieve what you really want to achieve unless you've really properly understood who you are and mm-hmm. really understood what it is you actually want to achieve. Yeah. And then you just need to map out the, what's going to need to happen between A and B, essentially. And as I say, it's really helpful to cut out the noise. So, yeah, you know, if, if I you're, think it's a great bit of advice. Yeah. I mean, if you're like me, you know, just like the, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. Well, then look at the stuff that's taking up the hours of the day yeah. that's really not conducive. I mean, yeah. things like, you know, endless scrolling. You know, I just, I'm well, not You deleted sure. everything, didn't you? In the yeah, end. just yeah. deleted all the apps. And yeah, genuinely, for the first couple of weeks, I was reaching for my phone and was picking <laughs> it up and be like, oh, I don't have anything on this. <laughs> But then it was about, well, what, well, what do you want? You know, are, yeah. you, are, you, are you wanting to speak to a friend? Well, pick up the phone or yeah. send them a WhatsApp or do a FaceTime. You know, if, if you want to engage with yeah. a human, then engage, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just about figuring out what it was you were trying to do. But I think, genuinely think, I'd just become conditioned to it. Well, um, and that's, sadly, especially people today, and I think we've talked about this a bit as well in terms of, looking after the younger generation and I guess this isn't just in relation to females but I do think that the female population we have um it, it affects mental health as well right I think it's yeah, um, and it doesn't just mean it yeah it's, it's not just subject to females but I do think there is a correlation between the constant want for something and mm-hmm. social media and mental health and how we manage that and I think we, you and I have talked about that. And that's something that I think workplaces, and, and obviously I know that you've talked about it within Foresight, you do have to think about. Oh, massively, you know, and, and to go back to the, the little boutiques that I like, you know, it's such a treat now to actually yeah. drive down. So if I do get that feeling of like, oh, right, okay, it is time for a treat, you know, do you want something new? Maybe I've got a special occasion. It's so nice to go for a drive down and go through that experience of, you yeah. know, actually looking at things and touching the materials, maybe trying a few things on and the people in the shops, you know, all salespeople tend to be quite lovely. So, you know, <laughs> it's an engaging experience and stuff. And it is so much nicer than just sort of like, you know, walking in through the door and another parcel's been thrown through the mat. And then I look at yeah. it and I might, I might even grace it with lifting it up onto the side table. <laughs> but I know what it is. So I'll just sort of like, you know, pat yeah, it, leave it yeah. there and then wander off into the kitchen. And it's such a soulless experience. Yeah. You know, so I think that we can put some of the joy back into experiences as well by putting out social media. You know, for example, you know, it's great that we think we can keep in touch via Facebook. But who who are you keeping in touch with? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, you know, Adam Arif, who I went to primary school with, who I haven't seen in like 30 years. I mean, <laughs> it's it's great that I have access into you know, <laughs> their lives. Yeah. Quite frankly, I'm really not interested, you know, and 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 it's about acknowledging that. And then the people that I am interested in, rather than sort of scrolling through things, you know, make time to see people you know, put an hour in, go for a coffee, go for a run, get creative with the way that you meet people, you know, it doesn't have to always be like a night out or, mm-hmm. or something as formal yeah. as, a, 
as a dinner you know you can look to meet people in different ways it doesn't have to be hours at a time either does it it can be a short coffee over lunch time if you've got a bit of time for a break or um it doesn't need to be hours of of time yeah exactly and you know I'm remembering that you know we are social social creatures you know we are actually designed to be with people you know we are designed to interact and engage and stuff so again thinking that we can just do everything behind a screen or through a through an app like that isn't how you get the best out of people you know it's just not and I think people will people will know that from you know you'll have a phone call or a conversation with somebody and then you'll meet them in person and they'll tell you sort of something that's you know relevant importance yeah but you just spoke to you last week you didn't say anything it's like, oh you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. say uh, it's true it's true yeah, so, yeah and I think is. um yeah yeah and from what we've talked about obviously you're a mother yes and I do think juggling motherhood with a role such as yours you're obviously in a really senior position within Forsyth so that takes up a lot of time how best do you manage that how do you what can you share in terms of your journey there because obviously I know that that's it's a lot of people's thoughts in terms of feeling yeah. like you're letting one side down I think yeah so I've got an eight six and two year old um Amazing. and I think that it genuinely has been a real struggle in terms of the balance but I think I've got the right sort of setup in terms of childcare now. And again, that, you know, you go through a few sort of iterations of childcare mm-hmm. before you, you finally get it right. But I feel like I've got the right childcare in place now. Um, I think for me, I always wanted to be a full-time worker yeah. and I'm absolutely a-okay with that in my brain yeah. because I know I'm a better mummy if I'm out and about doing my grown-up things and yeah. just making sure that I have good quality time with my children in the morning and after school um, and then family time at the weekend super important yeah. but when I pick the kids up the phone goes away they get dedicated time that's really important that's their time um, and then you know if I need to I can log back on in the evenings and just tidy up and crack yeah. on with the bits that I need to get done so I think having sort of boundaries is quite important you know um when I first started the role I I, I said that I would need to leave every day at five o'clock yeah I think that the business has always been really considerate around that so the PAs will always try and schedule in meetings um, and that I will be able to leave at five o'clock and they double check beforehand if something's going to go in now I'm very very fortunate you know um my parents live in the cottage attached to the house so oh, yeah, wow. if I ever do um if I ever do need to work late then I can yeah. that's, that's fine. so handy yeah that is <laughs> I'm, I'm very very lucky I do I do understand that not everybody um so you know that's and, and just to be clear they do not do my childcare. they do the running <laughs> to from clubs <laughs> they don't they don't do child um but yeah you know they that means I am able to stay late um, when I need to. So that's a really big um, plus for me. But I think setting boundaries is really important. Managing your employer's expectation is really important. Just about to say, it's great that you've had that conversation and have just been upfront 
And I think that's the the biggest thing is communication and just saying, look, this is, I think boundaries are a thing that everyone is talking about these days because people are yeah. starting to set them and saying, look, if, if X is making me unhappy, then we need to work around it. And we need to have something yeah. in place that is a compromise for both sides. It's not that you're not going to pick back up on the work. It's just that you need to be able to balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I've sort of had to do um, a bit of traveling around recently mm. to go and um, go to our overseas offices and um, really get um, to grips with how everyone's doing there and and things like that and do quite a bit of um, speaking events and things outside of work. So those are the days where I don't get to go home and put the mm. children to bed or hear about their day. But I know that my children are already even at their young age like proud of mummy and proud that mummy works and yeah. you know they understand that you know hard work equals nice things and you know yeah. they're pretty fond of nice things I'll be honest and <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they're, they're, they're quite happy and, and again I think it's just about you know they understand that that's mummy's job and that's what mummy does and yeah and the thing is is you know, they're not going to um, remember ultimately no. the few occasions exactly. where they've not been home. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely fine. And things like when my parents are away um, and then we need to drop the boys to and from their clubs and we don't have an alternative arrangement mm. for that because obviously we're used to having my parents do it. Then Sean and I, we, we work from home and we try our best to make yeah. it work. But on the weeks that we can't get the, the boys to their condo yeah. or the gymnastics or their swimming club, then it's okay. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Exactly. You know, they don't have to go religiously to every yeah. single club three like times. Say, then, yeah. They're not going to remember the one that they missed last week when they're back at it the week after. I think it's, it's the compromise piece. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I think kids sort of, I don't know, they're fairly well mine are anyway that you know they're fairly intuitive you know they, yeah. they understand they get it yeah, yeah no, I think it's true. just a conversation and and then yeah it's it's all good and I think just you know I think it's becoming a bit of a a well-said phrase now which I think is a great thing but it is about being a bit kind to yourself as well and just you know give yourself a little pat on the back it's like oh well done me you yeah. know I've managed to sort out this week yeah exactly <laughs> you know and we're all still alive yeah relatively yes <laughs> happy <laughs> yeah exactly and I guess that leads into what we've also talked about from a, a mental health perspective which obviously is something that's important to be spoken about and and luckily we're in a world where we do talk about it a lot more I do think that actually women are more open with their feelings it's, it's a well-known fact that that is the case um yeah. But what do you do within Foresight to create that safe space at work? Because I think that, again, is not everyone has quite got that yet. I think that's absolutely right. You know, but, um, you know, psychological safety is absolutely key. And, you know, and that that term makes it sound so sort of like over the top. And, um, and it's not that way at all. But it's just about how you create a space where it's truly inclusive and people can share how they feel you know and we talk about it from 
um, the start in terms of people's inductions that you know we're really genuinely interested in people's well-being and mm. um, the team have great relationships with all new joiners when they're onboarded and letting them know that we're here for them we build it into our management training as well in terms of That's making great. sure that um, managers are starting conversations with open-ended questions and leaving that space so people can fill it with mm -hmm. you know, some reflection around their thoughts and feelings as well as just sort of getting straight into yes, the, no, yeah, the work exactly. as well. Um, we're looking at um, social interactions so uh, we have things like monthly mix and mingles and making sure that oh. the staff are getting well integrated. We have buddy schemes so if you're a new joiner you can get um, paired with somebody who's been in the business a little bit longer. But again, it's just somebody else to speak to who you potentially might feel a bit more comfortable with um, rather than somebody in your team. Yeah. Um, we've introduced um, the return to work um, maternity scheme as well, where you can have a buddy. So oh, somebody great. who's recently come back from maternity, yeah. maybe in the last sort of anywhere between one and five years. Oh, wow. And it's just, you know, to have a coffee and a chat to see how somebody's finding the return to work. And, yeah. you know, there, there are real common common things that everybody, you know, feels that they go through. You know, going on maternity leave in the first place is the weirdest thing because quite often, you know, you're at the in a really good spot in your career and you just think, yeah, I'm nailing it. And I'm, oh. and I'm really integral to <laughs> really integral to <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you know, you're actually told that you know well you're not going to be working for six nine twelve months however long you're yeah. taking off and you're genuinely hoping the company fails a little bit without you there it's just sort of like you know because you feel like you're such an yeah, integral I've done part. So, yeah I've done so and yeah. then everyone carries on as normal it's like oh I just felt like I was really important and now but I don't feel like I'm important either. anymore it's like oh that's sad um you know so I think yeah there's there's lots of different things it's just being mindful of that and having the conversations and you know I think what's also important, so I've just had somebody on my team who's been off on maternity leave for a year. And what's really important is me working with her to understand, right, okay, you know, we've missed a year. So what do we need to bring you back up double mm -hmm. quick time to, you know, get you back on track for where you were heading in your career? And it is about putting extra focus on that yeah. and making sure that you're helping bridge that gap between individuals who have had a period of family leave and individuals who haven't and sort of helping bring them back up to a level playing field yeah I think it's so important I think especially if you have taken 12 months out you haven't thought about anything else other than what's going on at home so I think yeah. you do need some kind of refresher to get yeah. you back into thinking about work again like you say I think it's both ways isn't it sometimes you think oh how have they gone on with like normal but equally then once the baby is here you're kind of fully immersed in that world and actually you probably don't think about work until a few months before when you're thinking oh my gosh I've got to go back <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and then it's a big change you know yeah. and then it's the juggling isn't it yeah. as you say the child care managing I think just your emotions throughout that point yeah absolutely it is it's a really big thing and I think that I think as organizations we're getting better at the mental health yeah. focus but yeah there's so much more to be done there's so much more to be done and that's why we do things like podcast series on yeah know, syndrome and the invisible load yeah and it's really just about saying we know these things exist yeah. we're happy 
have a conversation about it. Here's some information on it. Here's some hints and tips. How you to know, tackle it, yeah. Have a think. And if you want to pick up the conversation internally, then pick up the conversation. But we're here to say that these things are totally normal. It's normal, yeah. yeah. I think just normalising it is, is key, isn't it, I think. But equally, as a female leader, it's amazing to see you kind of really taking the charge on that. Because I do think sometimes it's not always driven from the front and I think that's really important yeah it's great and I think you know as we go through and as we do more of these things I'll certainly be drawing on um you know the male colleagues as well in the business and making sure that we've we're getting it as a as a representative piece it's just the ones that we've been doing were part of the international Mm. women's day celebration that we've focused on um some of the key themes that were coming through in relation to that but um, yeah, it certainly is not uh, just for women. It, it they affect everybody. Exactly. exactly. And do you think there's an appetite within the business that recognises there there still needs to be a bit of growth within the female representation? Oh yeah, they, yeah. They're yeah. All- yeah. No, absolutely. And as I say, it's just about you know using now the tools that we've got. Um, it'll be really exciting to see the Elevate program launched and our CFO is the executive um, sponsor for that and so he'll be um, openly um, activating each session and coming in and you know providing that visibility and then you know we can share the results from that training with the executive committee and yeah it's all about making positive steps forward. Yeah, thank and thanks so much for sharing, Susie. Is there anything else you feel you'd like to share with us in terms of female leadership? I think the thing is, is just, you know, it's all the all the good stuff we've already heard. You know, lean in, you know, yeah. lean in, get involved. If you feel comfortable, you're not pushing yourself, get uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, get comfortable with getting uncomfortable, yes. I think is is key networking is so important I would definitely champion that you know mentoring is an an absolute foot up it really is you know um and if you haven't taken the time to step back and think about you know your own values and what it is you want to achieve definitely definitely do that and I think that you know if you if you've got the financial affordability or if your company will implement it I think coaching is so super helpful. Yeah. You know, it just gives you that space, that, that dedicated space to focus on either you as a person or in terms of you and your professional development. And I think that both are incredibly helpful. As you mentioned earlier, it's about knowing yourself and knowing what it is that you're striving for. I think that definitely helps with, with getting to that point, definitely having a coach and helping with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what about you? What do you think? What do you think is key for women in leadership? I really think that actually I'm very on board with being able to underline what your own values are and then being able to figure out from those how you get to the point that you're trying to get to. I've got a mentor and a coach and I do think that that's really important. And I think having like a sponsor within an organisation, if you can get one, doesn't have to be a female but I think yeah. just having someone that's that you know is there with you and is equally rooting for you, I think that's really important. Um, and I do think having good leadership throughout a, an organization really helps women with their 
careers I think it just gives them the confidence but like you say it is ultimately putting yourself out there and and things don't come to you do they I think you have to go and get them if you want them that's right absolutely well thank you so much Susie the last question because we are on tea with tea Mm. is how do you take your tea well um this is shocking but I do not drink tea I know any hot drinks I drink, uh, I drink decaf coffee. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I only ever drink that just so I can have a biscuit with it. <laughs> um, yeah, that is my hot drink of choice. A decaf coffee with preferably some form of uh, chocolate and or biscuit with it. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And thank you so much for everything. Like I'm sure everybody will take some, some good takeaways from this. Oh, super. Thank you so much. Thanks.